0: Chicago's Afternoon News 720 WGN seems like once a week the term Forever Chemicals creeps into one of our interviews. And it's popping up in a variety of areas, whether it's your soil, whether it's what you're consuming, what you're cooking with. It's just not good for any of us, and I was intrigued by Michael Hawthorne's article. He's a Chicago Tribune investigative reporter, and this time it comes in the form of quality compost. And Michael, do they they, they call it black gold, geo slime, and what was the third name they use for it?
1: Humanure. Yeah, like that, human those, those manure. Were the, those were the those were the uh, contest entries that didn't make the cut. This was several years ago uh, when the sewage sludge was found to be contaminated with heavy metals and some other types of toxic chemicals, um, almost as nasty as forever chemicals are. And so the sewage treatment industry hired a PR firm. They uh, had a contest and the, uh, the winner, which is one that a lot of listeners might hear every now and then was biosolids, mm-hmm. which which, uh, which the, uh, basically a, a guy, a, a, an academic who used to, uh, follow what they would call doublespeak. I don't think we hear that much anymore, but in the 80s was a big, big thing. Doublespeak, basically uh, a word that uh, doesn't really mean anything.
0: So not only is the sludge, like over 134 tons of sludge that we generate locally, spread on farmland within or near the Chicago area, but about 15% went to gardeners and landscapers. Were they aware what they were putting in their backyard gardens?
1: Well, all they know is what the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District tells them, which uh, and they've reiterated time and time again, is that their sludge, which they like to call biosolids, meets all Environmental Protection Agency standards, which is technically true, but also very misleading because Forever chemicals, PFAS, per and alkyl substances, are not presently regulated by the EPA, even though both the EPA, academic scientists, um, you know, European scientists, European health agencies have a real concern about these chemicals because they build up in our bodies, they, they take a long time to leave our bodies, and they're tied to a lot of different health issues, health problems, including certain types of cancer.
0: So Europe tends to get ahead of this, don't they, before we do?
1: In, in, yeah, in general. I mean, they've had problems with these forever chemicals as well. The, these chemicals were, were uh, pioneered by 3M out of Minneapolis and the DuPont company. Just recently in Europe, a, a 3M plant was shut down for some time because it was releasing too much of these forever chemicals. Into the environment. Here in Illinois, we've got an issue with a 3M plant on the Mississippi River, just north of the Quad Cities, dumping insane levels of these forever chemicals into the Mississippi River every day, according to testing.
0: So they're hard to escape. I have read because I saw there was a story about women over the age of 50 were suffering from high blood pressure, and it was due to forever chemicals. And they've been used in firefighting foam, nonstick cookware, stain repellent carpets, waterproof jackets, fast food wrappers that repel oil and grease. And now backyard gardeners in the Chicagoland area have been using it as compost. Michael Hawthorne is a Chicago Tribune investigative reporter. So if they did get what was identified as biosolids from the city, from the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District, would that grow into the plants, the tomatoes, the beans that they're consuming?
1: So it kind of de- what, what scientists have said is that it depends on the type of soil. It depends on the type of forever chemical. Remember, there's about 9,000, more than 9,000 of these chemicals, but 600 currently in production. Then it also uh, depends on the plant we're talking about. So certain PFAS concentrate in tomatoes and lettuce, certain others not so much. So it's not you know cut and dry. You can't say like this plant is going to get this amount of of a certain chemical, what the research and the Metropolitan Water Reclamation District, their own scientists have participated in this research, they found that, that yes, certain plants, plants that we eat, that these plants take up out of the soil, these forever chemicals, and then they end up in our bodies. There's a number of other different ways, of course, that these chemicals end up in us. Uh, You mentioned a lot of them, you know, just a, a second ago, food packaging, is a huge source drinking water uh, in this investigation that I'm still working on. Earlier this summer, I reported that um, essentially, uh, you know, six out of every 10 Illinoisans get their drinking water from a utility where these forever chemicals have been detected. So once again, because they're not regulated and there's a possibility they might, you know, the, the, the Biden administration has talked about doing this, Uh, But you have to recall that presidents back to George W. Bush said the same thing. So nothing's guaranteed. But because these chemicals presently are not regulated, people and, and government agencies like the MWRD don't have to warn you about them. And they can say technically that they meet all standards, even though there are no standards for these chemicals, at least in the state of Illinois.
0: And people were using it because they they thought it was organic. They thought that it might be safer than other fertilizers. Michael Hawthorne is an investigative reporter with the Chicago Trib. We're talking about what the Metropolitan Water District was. And, and how did they distribute it? Like, could you just go and buy a bag of it? Or did you have to load up a well, they wheelbarrow? Give away, they
1: give it away in bags labeled EQ, meaning exceptional quality compost. It's interesting. The bags used to include tomatoes and then some flowers on the bags. I noticed in their social media pages that they've subtly changed the tomatoes to a different type of flower. I think it's roses. So that I, I found that to be very interesting. They also allow you to show up at one of their sewage treatment plants, one on 130th uh, on the south side, and then one out in the southwest suburbs of Stickney. You, as a, any citizen, can just show up at these treatment plants with the bucket or a pickup truck bed, and put as much of this stuff in the back as you want. And as I reported in my story over the weekend, they make a big deal out of donating this, bringing truckloads of this sewage sludge, biosolids, compost, whatever they want to call it, but it's still sewage sludge. They dump truck, bring dump truck loads of this stuff and give it away to community gardens. And they promote, especially on the south and west sides of Chicago, that they're doing a great thing for people in food deserts, people in poor, predominantly black neighborhoods, and once again, they're not being told that maybe they shouldn't be growing vegetables or leafy greens in this stuff.
0: We've got about thirty seconds left before I let you go. Everybody is texting in about millorganite. Um, yeah, that's
1: a, that's a, it's very similar. Okay, um, and, and it's it's that's made uh, by the sewage treatment. Um, System Department, whatever you want to call it, in Milwaukee, and it's mm-hmm. been sold for a long time. I will Mil- Milorganite, it's, it's last pronounced. Last year, right, Milorganite. But last year, the Sierra Club did some testing of various commercially sold um, compost, including Milorganite, and found these forever chemicals in those products as well. Okay, so
0: what do we tell people now?
1: Um, Stay away from it. Look into it. Be aware. I think think based on, uh, you know, if you want to take a precaution, you don't grow vegetables in it, whether it's safe for, for example, your lawn or your landscaping. I think that's another thing altogether. Since you're in the Chicago area, most of us get our drinking water directly from, you know, the city of Chicago. We're not getting it from wells that's maybe not a problem, but, you know, some parts of the outlying area do rely on well water. And a lot of these communities, these, uh, these communities on wells, these forever chemicals have been found in drinking water. They don't know necessarily where it's coming from. But once again, being cautious, being safe, mm-hmm. taking steps to reduce your exposure is a smart thing to do.
0: Thank you for your reporting. That is Michael Hawthorne, investigative reporter for the Chicago Trip.